welcome to You Love to See It, Fan Bites podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and then talk about them for a while and you listen to it. <laughs> I'm your host, Merritt Blood God K. And joining me this week, as every week, is a distinguished panel of vampire elders. Uh, we have, first of all, LB, well, I did say distinguished vampire elders, but it does say here LB disgraced to the vampire nation hung tears. <laughs> so. I'm sorry, you have to speak up. The techno on my headphones is just like uh, so loud. Yeah. So just vibing here. EDM. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about your rules. Okay, well, that's cool. That's like a, kind of a cool character arc for you. Um, also, here is Fernanda, Temple of Eternal Night, Pratchett. Yeah, I picked this one because um, my body really is a temple and it's full of darkness and oh. bad things happen in it. Yeah, so, that's fun. I, yeah, it's like a fun twist. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we have Danielle ice skating uphill, Riendo. Hi, really happy to be here. This uh, actually does describe me because I make everything harder in my life. Mm. So it, it really is like this. You know, it's one of the best lines in any movie of all time. So I was really happy to get to it first. You know, yeah. just saying that. But also, it actually is actually a personal burden. It's, it's funny and true. It's funny and you true. Know? That's the best kind of joke. That's funny <laughs> and true. And this week on You Love to See It, we are watching 1998's Blade. For thousands of years, they have existed among us. You keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. Our livelihood depends on our ability to blend in with a lust for power. We should be ruling the humans. These people are our food. Now, one will lead them to conquer mankind. Tonight, the age of man comes to an end. We're going to be gods. And one will try to stop him dead. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. Half-human. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. Half-immortal. You got the best of both worlds. All our strengths. None of our weaknesses. He is their greatest fear. And our only hope. Soapin' season on all vampires. Wesley Snipes. Steven Dorff. You're one of them, aren't you? No. I'm something else. Blade. So, Blade is a 1998 American superhero horror film directed by Stephen Norrington and written by David S. Goyer based on the Marvel comic superhero of the same name. It's the first installment of what would become the Blade series, and it stars Wesley Snipes in the titular role with Stephen Dorff as uh, antagonist Deacon Frost, Chris Christopherson as uh, Blade's support guy Whistler, and Nebuche Wright as uh, a hematologist who, uh, who helps him out in his fight against the vampires. Blade is a dampir, which is sort of a half-human, half-vampire with a tragic backstory uh, who can walk during the day. He's the day walker. And uh, he has all the strengths of vampires, but none of their weaknesses, except for his thirst for blood. Uh, and with, his, with the help of his friends, he takes on vampires in New York City, question mark? <laughs> it's Newspaper City. Newspaper I mean, it's very city. visibly Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles, okay. It's very visibly Los Angeles, but they don't ever say what city it is, so I think it's just... Big town, USA. Right. <laughs> big, they're in the big city, and yeah. um, yeah. So let's uh, let's just kick things off as we always do with uh, with our history with this movie. Um, have we seen it before? Have we sort of seen scenes from it and then recoiled in horror and and changed the channel really quickly late at night? <laughs> um, Danielle, have you seen Blade before? It's so funny because this is my first time watching Blade. And I thought I had seen it before, like bits and pieces of it. But it turns out it was Blade 2 that I've seen bits and pieces of. And Blade, I was new to Blade. I was, it was my first time. It was a baptism by blood, you might say. Uh, Baptism by like EDM blood uh, dance scene, perhaps. So yeah, it it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. LB, what about you? 
Uh, I had seen Blade before, kind of the way God intended people to see Blade, like <laughs> just kind of paying attention to the like action scenes and then doing other stuff and then coming back and being like, fuck yeah. And then, uh, but I actually have a longer history with Blade, um, which is that my fourth grade bully uh, was like made me so miserable, then saw Blade, became obsessed with Blade, gave up on bullying. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, he, he he like completely changed his entire personality and was just like inspired by this film. Um, oh my god! This came out when I was in fourth grade. So yeah, he gave he stopped bullying and he just like wanted to be Blade. That's, oh wow! <laughs> so I'm a eternally grateful to this film. Inspiration, yeah. truly. Yeah. So this movie like, made your life better. It literally made my life better. So thank you. Wow. Thank you, Wesley Snipes. Thank you, Wesley. God. Thank you, Mr. Snipes. Uh, Fernanda, what's your what's your background with Blade? Yeah, so I, like Danielle, had never seen it. And so my whole background was with it was people talking to me about Blade or whatever, me saying I had never seen it, and everybody being like, what? You've never seen Blade? And then uh, <laughs> with that, me just growing increasingly unwilling to watch it because it just <laughs> became... You know what happens? Like, yeah, yeah. The more people um, want you to watch something, the less likely it is that you will. You, it, absolutely. That's why I've never watched Breaking Bad, but I digress. And then <laughs> watched it for the first time yesterday, and I'm kind of like, you know, I get why people were weirded out by me not watching it because it's an action movie, and also superheroes, and also vampires, and people slash vampires turning into giant blobby bloody things like it really has all the elements of all the things i like and martial so, arts like legit martial yeah. arts yeah 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 a quick note on that is that the tattoos on blade were inspired by a ufc fighter or a ufc <gasps> wrestler rest as they call them a ufc wrestler kimo leopoldo so oh yes it's a, an intersection oh, of all of my cool. interests and still i hadn't watched it wow well um i I kind of gave this away a bit, but I had seen parts of this movie and um, I don't know that I had ever seen the whole thing. This feels to me like a movie that would have been on at someone's birthday when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I saw this in a theater, but I think like it was on during someone's birthday or I caught parts of it late at night and was too scared. Um, I don't know that I've really gotten across how timid of a child I was. But I was an extremely nervous child. So, like, obviously horror was right out. Um, But also just any kind of show where a character was, like, going to get in trouble or, like, clearly going to do something that, like, I foresaw would end badly for them. That really stressed me out. I had, like, an overactive um, sense of empathizing with fictional characters, I think. Uh, And uh, so I I had a hard time watching a lot of that stuff. And so Blade, you know, I see the beginning scene and then I start seeing vampires show up and stuff. And I'm like, that's too scary. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's too scary. It's too scary. We can't have it's not a superhero. It's not fun. It's just because I liked, you know, Batman. And although even some Batman episodes from the 90s show were kind of scary. Um. I liked superheroes and stuff, but then it's like, oh, wow, there's vampires and monsters and shit. No, 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 no. Put it away. Put it away. Turn it (laughs) off. Turn it off. So I don't know that I had sat down and seen the the whole thing all the way through until until this week. And so it seems like we're all kind of mostly coming in at the same place. Yeah, I'd never listened to any dialogue in this movie before, other than (laughs) the the piece of dialogue that Danielle quickly took for her nickname. <laughs> yeah, just that, kind of uh, that. That we think we, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's, um, God, how do we even get into this? So, the I think, you know, some of the most iconic scenes in the movie, um, the, the opening scene where a woman takes this guy, this really doofy guy, to Tracy a really Lawrence. cool party. It's Tracy, Tracy Lords. <laughs> it is Tracy Lords who leads the man to the blood rave, uh, which is a party where a bunch of vampires just fucking vibe. And then they start pumping blood through the sprinkler systems, which what is the equivalent of that? If you're people, is that like wine? Foam. No, no, no. But you, foam don't, foam but you don't eat foam. 
It would have yeah, to be probably wine, some then. alcohol. Yeah, it'd be like alcohol. Oh, that's true. Because can you imagine how much that would fucking stink? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It would be rough. Well, I mean, if you're a vampire, it probably smells really good, though, right? Like delicious, I like guess. something delicious that stinks, right? Like, well, I don't know. But, but even if you like the smell of food, you probably don't like the smell of it being like shot all over you, all over the. Anyway. <laughs> Is that guy the only human at the Blood Rift? Because it does seem like that. Yeah. So were they all just going to share? They all see, get like no a sense. little a little sip? Because... Mm-hmm. A little tiny sippy. It's like... Whatever. I'm, I'm asking questions about the logic of this movie. And that said, though, I am interested in the logic of vampires in this movie and in <laughs> every movie. Because I feel like vampires are one of the most multifarious of the classic horror characters. Uh, they can be used to symbolize so much and like there's so many mythologies around them, like what their weaknesses are, what the, how you become a vampire and um, like what they are like. Um, and in this movie, vampires are basically just like evil, right? Yeah. Yeah, which I don't love, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's good for this movie, but I always like just dislike in movies when there's like a whole a whole thing and it's just like oh they're just bad it's like come come on it's weird because this so there are (laughs) you can obviously be bitten and you turn into a vampire which is kind of werewolf or zombie like and not my favorite form of of vampirism but that's how it works in blade um and that's what happened to well his mom is is apparently killed by a vampire by the beginning of the movie and uh but he is born as uh, by c-section as like a half vampire. But then there are pure blood vampires who are born as full vampires. So like vampires can create other vampires by biting them or by just having sex and making like making a vampire baby. Making so like yeah. you know Kira was a vampire baby at some point in this movie. Yes. A long time ago. <gasps> Because they, they just vampire baby, they age yeah. slower. And they think very highly of themselves, obviously. Those right. The pure bloods. Born, born vampires. Right. Um, it's very weird, like, I, I don't know, architecture for all of this, because then it sets up this thing of, like, Stephen Dorff as Deacon Frost is uh, is a vampire who was bitten, and he's mm-hmm. challenging, he's turning the whole vampire system on its head. He's the bad boy rebel outsider, and he's like, your state old systems aren't, aren't my bag, I'm gonna take over and summon the blood god, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um <laughs> Do we want to go through the general beats of the movie or do we want to, can we talk a little bit more just about this opening scene? Just about the blood rave? Yeah. I do think that it is the, one of the coolest scenes in the history of movies. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, like I think I've said, I think I've said this before and other like episodes where we've watched nineties movies, but to me being like born in 1989, like the peak of coolness pretty much is like a blood rave or like the hackers party like this kind of like mid to late 90s like vision of what a cool time is to me is like the pinnacle of what i imagine fun looking like Mm -hmm. would i actually enjoy this no i'd be so fucking stressed out to be in a blood rave are you kidding but like (laughs) it's so sick everybody looks so cool techno is like pumping and Blade, like, I think the, like, the dweeby guy kind of figures out everyone's a vampire. He kind of stumbles to the edge of the crowd and we see, like, these leather boots and look up and it's Blade and it's Wesley Snipes and the leather and he looks so fucking cool. And he just, like, starts Mm -hmm. killing, he just does, like, a massacre of vampires. And it's so, like... I mean, you're, I'm, I'm on the call with other, like, action movie aficionados and, like, combat, combat fans. Like, this fight scene is fucking sick, right? It's amazing. Oh, no, it rules. And also just, like, Wesley Snipes kind of just the prototype here for, yeah. like, just, like, the fucking coolest guy in the world. Like, this is before <laughs> this aesthetic became, like, like, ironically cool or whatever. Like, this is, like... Pre okay, something we have to talk about, and we can talk about it here or more later, is that this movie came out before The Matrix. The Matrix, like all of the Matrix's aesthetics are just blade. Like to the point that the blade is doing wire work. Uh there is a scene very similar to the scene at the end of The Matrix where they 
attack that office building. Um, they have bullet time even. The leather. It's like the leather. Leather the black and bullet leather. time. And, it's and like, martial arts. Like all three of those things are absolutely this The Matrix thing. was like, hey, what if we did Dark City but made it look more like Blade? hundred um, percent. Less yeah. psychic powers, more kung fu. <laughs> and uh, and took the vampires out, so it's like not really cool or fun or interesting or good anymore. It's machines <laughs> instead. Despite all of the revisionism, that's like no, it's really good. Actually, is so ahead of its time. Fuck off. Blade was ahead of its time. Um, we have to do Dark City at some point too. We do have to do Dark sure. City because that movie is genuinely good. Um, Dweeby Kiefer Sutherland, very fun, very fun. Um, Blade shows up and fucking kills all these vampires. Like, just, just kills all of them except so many weapons he has so many weapons again he's got like metal stakes he's got like rounds that have i I guess uv rays in them so they make the vampires explode which (laughs) i've which a bunch of movies have ripped off after that Mm -hmm. um he's got like a silver sword that's really like awesome and like when i don't know when was have has a sword I know that, like, a guy in a trench coat with a sword is, like, the dorkiest thing in the world yep. now. Mm-hmm. But in 1998, Wesley Snipes in a leather trench coat with a fucking sword and sunglasses on inside at nighttime? Yeah. Yeah. Is the I'm most... ascending. The, the fucking coolest thing in the world. And it's, like, kind of impossible. I think if you watch it now and you're like, okay. Like, you're not being honest with yourself because... No. It is genuinely... He is, like, everyone's what everyone's OC wishes they were. Um, and uh, the, they do some weird stuff with camera speed in, um, or just, you know, speeding up the footage in some of these fights. Like when he yeah. puts the sword on his back, it like speeds up a little bit to show, I think that he's like super vampire fast or whatever, uh, which is kind of an effect that they, that true blood used as well. Um, but they kind of do like, they do a lot of like Kung Fu style things of just like, you know, um, really rapid, like, speed changes. Um, even in this scene, there's he jumps off some walls and shit and does flips, and it's very cool. And he kills all the vampires except for one of them, who <laughs> he sets on fire before the cops show up, and he has to run, and then the cops put this guy out. And uh, this vampire, Quinn, is played by Donald Logue, <laughs> who um, it, <laughs> you may know from um, Gotham. No. Grounded for Life is where I know him from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grounded for Life, the, the 90s or early 2000s. Uh, it was early 2000s sitcom. Um, he was also in Gotham as Harvey Bullock. Uh, and he was on Sons of Anarchy and Vikings as well. And he... Um, what a career. What a, what a career. Yeah. And he shows up here as just this really shitty, nasty, vampire heavy kind of guy. Um, who is set on fire, um, but survives and is taken to the hospital. And loses an arm and regrows it. He does lose an arm. <laughs> right, the arm thing. That's amazing. Good. One thing, okay, I I know we've moved past it, but now I'm curious, because we were talking about this difference between the vampires who are like made and the vampires who are born, and we have like elder vampires but i thought mm-hmm. vampires didn't age so like i think yeah that's that's weird they age right slowly in it's, this it I, says i think whistler at one point it? says they, they age, age more slowly differently. yeah i yeah. think you're right okay because the um, uh sorry i forgot his name deacon frost he apparently stayed how he was made but then again we don't know it so yeah, I think I mean maybe he could have been turned it. into a vampire last week and just really gotten into it really quickly. Like we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. That would you're be right. very funny though. That is kind of my head canon now. He's just really taken to it. He's one of those people who like gets into something and is like, well, this is my whole life now. It's like it's me. It's he me. was previously really into <laughs> jet skiing. Um and then he got bitten by a vampire on the beach and was like, you know what, bro? I'm just full all about the vampire life now, man. You know, and he puts on all the sunscreen, so he's fine. So he can surf, and it's fine. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's like LB's friend, right? Sorry, former bully who just like went in <laughs> with the blade thing. Right, right. I, w- I want to point out one thing here uh, that Paul has put in, into the notes. Our producer Paul, thank you, Paul, for this. Is that 
uh, Wesley Snipes is a real actual martial artist. I'll read this like yeah. little mm-hmm. quote here, but Snipes has been training since 12 and has a fifth degree black belt in Shotokan Karate and a second degree black belt in Hapkido. He's also studied Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Woo! Excuse me. I'm just very excited about that. Capoeira and Kung Fu. <laughs> so he has studied at least one of these martial arts that you can really hurt somebody with. Yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, Shotokan Karate is the kind of martial arts that Ryu and Ken use in Street Fighter? Oh, shit. So you could give one of those characters like a Wesley Snipes skin, like a, a costume change or whatever, or just make him make one of them Wesley Snipes. And that would be accurate because Wesley Snipes can shoot fireballs in real life. Yeah. They just tries. couldn't do it for the movie because it looked well, too fake. Safe. Well, it's not safe, it's but also safe. it just it looked fake. And they're yeah. like, we can't. And he's like, but it's real. And they're like, I know, but nobody would pe- believe it. Wesley. People are going to see this. It's like, you know. When they film like rain and stuff on camera, they have to use like milk or something to make it look more like, you know, rain. Or like to... chocolate syrup in the shower. Yeah, like what people famously. expect to see in the movies. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Quinn survives and um, is taken to the hospital and then um, kills a guy and then uh, bites Karen Jensen and uh, and gets away. And then... <laughs> Like Blade is sort of chasing him and the cops show up and they just point the guns at him. Uh, and he's just like, you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, and um, there's that scene where he's like looking at her and he's like, hmm, should I save this person? And he's like carrying her with him and he gets to the window and instead of like jumping with her out, he just fucking yeets her out the window <laughs> across the street <laughs> with his vampire up. strength. And dislocates her arm in the process. And it's so fucking funny that he's because that's the kind of superhero that he is, you know, like he is going to save the person. But like they're going to get some some bumps and scrapes along the way. I, I truly laughed my ass off like this. This moment was what sold it for me. Like, I love the intro. The intro is amazing. It's fantastic. It's a strong intro. But like this just amount of comic book like kind of being tongue-in-cheek and kind of also just fucking going for it. Like, the tone of this movie, I think, is actually perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's really been many superhero movies that I like that much. Like, there's some. There's there's certainly some that I like. But for me, the tone here is so, like, it's so over the top. It's all the way into camp. It's really, really fun. It's really, like, overdramatic bullshit. And it also has a performer of Wesley Snipes' strength right to actually do it and i also sell to sell not only the charisma but also the physicality of the role but this fucking moment of yeeting her across the street again like such a matrix thing that would happen the next year in the matrix just did it for me like this is funny this is good this is what superhero movies should be my thing at first was that and i was watching it with my fiance rodrigo and he was like mad at how not in love I was with Blade. I was like, he's kind of like not a nice person at all. <laughs> like he's not necessarily that that funny or anything. And like at first I was kind of a bit thrown off. And then I kind of rethought it in in kind of this framework, Danielle. And I was kind of like, no, this is what it's supposed to be. There are several characters in this movie. I don't have to like them. But I do think that He's a really cool superhero, even though I don't necessarily want to go and have a beer with him. Right, right, exactly. It works. Like, he's not... And he doesn't even have that many lines, right? He's not speaking a lot. He's not... It's not about that, his performance. Like, I had to really readjust sort of my expectations after seeing all those super charismatic superheroes and be like no he's actually really fucking cool in his own way and it really works in the movie yeah i feel like also especially with like vampire hunting and marvel superhero i'm so conditioned to expect a certain level of Mm -hmm. uh let's call it quipping yeah Uh, Yeah. like the weedonific like the weedonification Mm -hmm. of that kind of character so the fact that he's not like you know, just kind of barfing pop culture references and like, <laughs> like, you know, like quipping uncontrollably is like really refreshing. Yeah. But I, but I, I had like, I, cause again, like I'd watched this before, but never paid attention to like story or dialogue. Um, so I had like a similar, like, Oh wait, he's not like, 
a ultra ultra charming you know monster and i'm like wait no why am i expecting exactly <laughs> right. why am i expecting this i'm also exactly like exactly my journey of a guy who's like it also makes would make no sense for his character yep Right? Who's like, his history is like, he was found in a back alley, mm. like, as a 13 year old feeding off of people. Yeah. Um, and then raised by Chris Christopherson to kill vampires. Like, and that's he's like not gonna haunted be... by the image of his dying yeah. mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course like, he's not, not happy about the... any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to, like, you don't develop the, the social skills necessarily to, like, be adorable and charming. Mm-hmm. Um, in that set, in that sense of, like, you know, uh, a quippy leading man kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, like, and I guess it was a big departure from the character in the comics. I haven't read yeah. the comics at all. Um, but I guess in the comics, he's much more of like an everyman. He's not, he was not a Dompier. Um, and he was like kind of a lot cockier and just hated vampires. Uh, but I'm always like, is it okay if I do a little digression into the comic stuff? Cause I think it's yeah, super please. So there was this, thing in like the I think of the 50s where people thought that comic books were rotting the youth's brains of America mm-hmm. causing homosexuality and deviance and uh <laughs> literally yeah. uh they had like fra- they had like there was they presented Batman to Congress and was like this is making children gay um <laughs> we need to stop this <laughs> and so they created this thing called the comics code that basically like said what could be in comics and what couldn't be in comics. And one thing that could not be in comics was vampires. Because mm-hmm. they make you gay. Uh, well, just because it's too scary. Scary and it's, supernatural you know, horror stuff was Supernatural horror no-no. was banned. Yeah, no Frankensteins, no wolf, uh, no werewolves, nothing. Which becomes funny when the creator of Blade, the guy who would eventually go on to create Blade, started writing for Marvel because his legal last name is wolfman Mm -hmm. Ah! and like the comics code had like issues with his actual name being wolfman like that's how absurd and like stuck in their crazy shit they were but eventually like in the early 70s they were like okay we'll let vampires ghouls goblins frankensteins whatever in and then this guy marv wolfman created blade um the vampire hunter and you just start seeing all these vampires in Marvel. Like, that's when Dracula just starts showing up for no reason. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's like the history, basically, of this, which I think is mm-hmm. just, I don't know, there's something so funny to me about like, th- about that, about this dude who was like, my name was Wolfman. I got in trouble for being named Wolfman. <laughs> Fine. Well, so, uh, yeah, like just a few more comics related things. Like, um, the sort of, kibosh on vampire stuff continued into the animated series in marvel uh in the 90s because blade did appear briefly in the spider-man cartoon and so did michael morbius who was supposed to be who was in a cameo in this movie but the scene is cut he's played by the director um but morbius in the spider-man cartoon couldn't talk about drinking blood so what they had him do was talk about plasma all the time and just scream about plasma and, and steal it from people with his hands. Um, so that was like totally created for the show as far as I know. Um, and Paul also is pointing out that um, uh, Wesley Snipes actually wanted to do a Black Panther adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because, yeah, there were efforts to get a Black Panther movie off the ground for mm-hmm. decades. Um and uh, and eventually he did Blade instead and didn't really know much about the character. Um, but, you know, made yeah, him into this iconic a... version of this character that I think those some of those changes then were brought into the comics. Yeah, yeah they were. I was um, reading a horror, an oral history of the of the movie, like from 2018, I think. And the uh, screenwriter says that uh, first they asked if Blade could be white. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's that. Yeah. And then, like, uh, he said, the studio said, well, I'll make it, the the studio guy said, I'll make it for $40 million if you can get Denzel Washington, 35 if you can get Wesley Snipes, and 20 if you can get Lawrence Fishburne. So. Wow. <laughs> now, imagine a white Blade. God, no. Frankly, yeah, but imagine a Lawrence Fishburne blade. 
that that doesn't really work either even in 98 because that's basically matrix era Lawrence Fishburne at that yeah. point he is I don't think he is you know he's out of his cowboy Curtis days um so that would be a very strange movie it would be a comedy I think I mean, Morpheus is a hell of a character, right, in the next year. And he, Lawrence Fishburne has incredible presence, but he's not the athlete that Wesley Snipes is. So it would mm-hmm, be like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it might be more equipping. It I might mean, be more like... Morpheus does some flips and shit in The Matrix, you know? They got does, wires. He does. <laughs> Actually, this was the year in between uh, Event Horizon and The Matrix. Oh, If we think about it that way... Wow, what a good era for Lawrence Fishburne. Honestly, yes. <laughs> what, what, a, what a good few years for Lawrence Fishburne. Just kind of having like a really good string of... Sci- well, The Matrix, I again maintain, is a bad movie. But but he, it did well. So he has that going for him. Uh, so basically, yeah, we've got Deacon Frost, played by Stephen Dorff, who, of course, we all know and love from uh, Space Truckers. Yes! In which he stars opposite Dennis Hopper. Uh, a Stuart Gordon flick. No one besides Danielle and I have seen it. I love that. Uh, we also, <laughs> you know, love him in The Gate, his first major film role, where he, he is a, a child. He is a literal <laughs> child fighting demons that come out of a hole in his backyard in Canada. Actually, a really fun, good movie. Uh, if you like horror with kids, you should watch it. Um, Stephen Dorff is the upstart vampire who is too busy listening to techno. To care what Udo Kier has to say. Udo Kier is sort of the head of the vampire elders who seem to basically. He's like the president. Yeah, he's like the vampire president. And they seem to have sort of an agreement with like the Illuminati, the human Illuminati, where they're like, we operate in the shadows. Well, yeah, we'll fucking kill people, but we're not going to take over the world or anything. Um, and. Deacon Frost is like, fuck that. I am going to take over the world. I'm going to summon the blood god. I'm translating the vampire Bible because that's a thing that exists. Um, <laughs> and my special computer. <laughs> no one's been able to do it for thousands of years. But and then he's, he comes along and is like, uh, bloop, 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 bloop. Like, oh, I, I hacked it. I did it. <laughs> but I, I understand his sentiment, though, because really, why wouldn't they want to take over the world? I don't understand it. And that's they the got thing a good thing going. Sorry, what? They got a good thing going. I don't know. They yeah, it could it's be. the way it they've always be. done it. Because that's I think in all vampire lore, right? Like we're all these very powerful beings, and like sometimes we run things behind the scenes. Yeah, but it's always like they're content in this sort of underground right. role, and I'm always like, I've always thought like, why not? Like, I think yeah, we were overdue for Deacon Frost. Sure, yeah, I mean that is a good point. Like, you know, if they're already sort of in charge of things, why not just you know come out and be like, vampires exist, and we are your masters. <laughs> um, Deacon Frost's plan is not that though. His plan is, yeah, I'm going right. to summon the Blood God, which is kind of <laughs> if you watch the deleted scenes. Mm. A tornado of of literal blood, um, and everyone it touches will turn into a vampire. And so, okay. problem. <laughs> what are you going to eat if everyone is a vampire? So apparently, there was a deleted scene in which they address that, and right. Karen asks about it, which and they so say stupid. that they would keep some humans to be blood banks, which is so stupid. why what this is a bad plan my god and and it's also very confusing because like so okay when the blood tornado touches you do you suddenly become like evil do you lose all of your human conscience do you lose your soul a la buffy um i don't know it's very we don't really get any answers to that he wants to summon la magra and um he kills udo kier by burning him to death on the beach. And there's a scene where he's romantically holding hands with his like girlfriend who is played by um, Arlie Jover, whose character's name is Mercury, uh, who doesn't really get to do much except um, fight. She, she gets to fight the girl. In she the gets girl to do fight the girl fight. Second. Yeah. At the end of the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they uh, watch Udo Kier uh, burn to death on the beach in a really gross scene where his skin comes off. And then it's pretty um, nasty. They sort of like capture the rest of them 
and are like, we're going to use you to do our magic ritual to summon the blood god. The effects in this movie, like, I love them. They're very like they have a there. There's like, yeah, they're this these dated 90s like CG effects. But like, I don't know the aesthetic of them. There's like a texture on them. This kind of sheen. Yeah. That I just like that makes me happy. That lights up my like the my brain in good spots. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that's about necessarily. But like, I love seeing the vampires like explode. And like the weird, stupid CG blood God. and Udo Kier like catching fire <laughs> and exploding on the beach, witnessing his first sunrise because he mm-hmm. was a born vampire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. having his teeth yanked, his, you know, his canines oh yanked out. Also, Udo Kier, I love you. He got a little you, long Kier. in the tooth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, Udo Kier yeah. is great in this movie. He's just like, this is the way we have always done things. We are the vampire elite. My name is Gitano Dragonetti. <laughs> Dragonetti. That's a fucking. It's name. Illuminati Dragon. That's what mm. it is. Dragonetti. <laughs> I mean, just like any time Udo Kier is yelling, the ancient text will never be translated. Uh-huh. Like that's what I want. That's that's what I, I want, want a from like a stupid. Yeah. Yep. Right. And um, uh, yeah. yeah. So Udo Kier also famously in the uh, Blood for Dracula, my yes. favorite vampire movie. Yes. Um, so in the meantime, so, uh, you know, all this is going on. Blade has rescued Karen. And, um, sadly though, she has been bit. She got got by vampires and, uh, there's a chance that she will turn into a vampire herself because that's how it works in Blade world. Um, and basically Blade says, well, you're on your own. Anyway, you should leave town because now you're marked by vampires and they all know that you've like survived a vampire attack so that they'll all be coming to get you. <laughs> and uh, there's the great scene where uh, a cop shows up to her apartment and Blade has given her this garlic silver nitrate spray as like vampire mace. And um, this cop shows up and we're like, oh, fuck, this is a vampire. He's coming to kill her. And uh, he is trying to kill her. And then she sprays him in the face with it. And he's like, what the fuck, you bitch? Like, what is that, garlic? Oh, my God. And it turns out he is not a vampire. He's just a vampire wannabe, uh, a familiar. And Blade kicks his ass and um, tracks down. There's an implication here Mm -hmm. that all cops are vampire familiars. There is, yes. Which is true, which is canon in real life. Also, that it is. Yes, that <laughs> like is true. Like a cab originally was a cab, but that yes. doesn't sound good. Yes. So all cops are Renfields. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's true. But he is but just like, such I- like a little. This guy. This guy is just such like a little worm. He's so great. Yeah. He's Kevin Patrick Walls as a uh, as Kri- Officer Krieger, um, like. Uh, uh, familiars are something they do and you know that's like a dracula thing that's in a lot of vampire things but like how like you've you've seen what your boss does to people right like how this is sort of like a why do you become a henchman for the joker kind of question to me because yeah. like <laughs> deacon frost super duper kills him when uh when he finds out that blade has like gotten the information about his whole research and stuff from him so like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe make better career choices. Maybe don't become a cop or a vampire familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> listen, listen. Pick one. Ne- he's never going to make you into a vampire dog. It's not going to happen. Just give yeah. it up. Move on, Guillermo. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> I was getting a little defensive. I was like, you Guillermo, know what? He's, like, he's, not all vampire familiars. Mandor is actually. never going to make Guillermo into a vampire. And that's just the, the facts of it. Um, and Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes does cameo, of show. course, in what we do <laughs> oh in the shadows. Oh my god, he's so uh, good! There is oh a scene <laughs> in an episode where they have a uh, the Council of Vampires meet, and it's basically everyone who has ever played a vampire in a high profile role um, is an actual vampire in real life. And Wesley Snipes, I believe, skypes in. He skypes in, and, can't, and his Wi-Fi is his Wi-Fi his trailer is bad, is bad. Yeah. and the, you can see the sunlight go, going in, and they all just are like, "Oh, Daywalker, Daywalker." Ugh. It's great. Um, it's very good. That's a different show, but a very good one. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, Karen has, like, tries to invent, like, a vampire cure and sort of 
kind of figure something out to cure herself, uh, but it won't work on Blade. And she also realizes that this anticoagulant EDTA um, makes vampires explode. Uh, really, it turns them into weird meatballs and then makes them explode. <laughs> Probably one of the the weirdest effects in the movie. But um, it's it, I think I described it as sort of like a oh my god, what is it from Willy Wonka? The like oh the blueberry Oompa thing. Loompas? Oh, like, Oompa Loompa. Weird, I guess it's not an Oompa I guess it's like the blueberry effect. It's the and blueberry was, effect. Yeah, kind of like it, that. Like, really disturbed me, of course, as a child. And yeah. Like, I hate the way it looks, even though I love the way it looks. I bet nobody's <laughs> become sexually fixated on this scene, though. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> unlike that other one, which, God, if you've been online, a lot of people are sexually fixated on the blueberry thing. Wow. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, that folks. sound effect. I didn't make it up. It's just, I'm just, I'm just reporting the facts. Um, uh, this is a concern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so uh, deacon finds blade's hideout and uh captures karen and uh almost kills whistler leaves him for dead and then he has to shoot himself in the head in a kind of callback to an earlier moment when he tells karen to get a gun and if she feels herself changing into a vampire to shoot herself in the head which again what is bad about being a vampire like having to feed on fe- on human blood like you can go to the yeah, hospital that's the main one you can't go out during the day and anyway. like it's gonna definitely affect your work situation but like <laughs> i don't know does it make you just evil immediately that's the whole thing i don't with think the movie, so right like i feel like it seems to that that's kind of the implication from the get-go like all the vampires yeah. are necessarily bad right they're yeah they're all it's not like, oh, you become a vampire and then over decades you come to see people as like mm-hmm. cattle or, or insects or something. It's kind of just like you become a vampire and you're immediately like, well, <laughs> time to fucking <laughs> kill people, I guess. <laughs> um, so what is the all vampire world going to look like? I don't know. What if it's just like the same except everyone's a vampire? So like what if everyone becomes a vampire and society basically doesn't change? It's just that we only do things at night now. Um Anyway, yeah. that's my proposed sequel for Blade 2. What if <laughs> what if Deacon Frost had won? Uh, yeah, but um, so Blade has to do the whole like, you know, like attack, attack the dwarf HQ. Attack um, the dwarf. Attack the dwarf. And uh, he meets, who should he happen to meet in Steven Dorf's bed? God, that's got to be rough, huh? Oh. Not on- you're finding out not only is your mother, who you long assumed dead, alive, but she's not really alive. She's a vampire. And she's sleeping with Steven Dorff. And Steven Dorff turned her into a vampire. And so in a way is kind of your dad. Yeah. It, it was a Star Wars moment. Yeah. Like 100%. I'm Agent Blade. I'm your dad, Blade. Yeah. And then his mom kind of hits on him. It's his, his mom. mom. Yeah. I, that's my only negative that I have in the notes is that there's a really awkward edible moment in this mm. movie. Well, it's a, it's a bit awkward. Kind of further lending credence to the idea that when you become a vampire, you sort of just like abandon hum- yeah. human morality uh, or so- social rules or anything. Um, because she has apparently overcome the incest taboo at some point during her vampire career. And um, <laughs> it's been is- a while. It's been like 30 something years, right? Yeah. So- yeah. And it's I- just being very flirtatious with Blade. And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, wow, this really sucks a lot. <laughs> Uh, I can I read just a little bit of what the actress said about this whole situation please Um, she said it was funny I was a big fan of Wesley's and then I was cast as his mother even though he was about (laughs) 10 years older than me but how cool cool is it to play a vampire they're so sexy and morally corrupt and like (laughs) gleeful about it that whole scene where she's trying to get Blade to come over to their side and she's actually hitting on him it's pretty gross but vampires don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, this is one of the few yeah. cases where it kind of where it does sort of make sense that like you know a younger woman is playing the mother to like this guy because yeah. she is a vampire. She's um, immortal. Well, almost immortal. She's aging very slowly. slightly different. Yeah, in this yeah. Moment, yeah. She's aging in I mean, vampire think- years, which so every seven years is one year or something. 
<laughs> I think it's the opposite of petting the dog here, right? This is like proving, like her hitting on him is like, this is proof that she's irredeemable, yes. that she's yes. not his mom anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. That this is like, yeah, the vampires are very bad and like he has no choice but to kill her because only yes. like, yeah, this is, she is abandoned like any semblance of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um She's no longer in his image, which is a a line from a really horrific vampire movie that maybe we should watch one day. Uh, so they need Blade's blood, Blade's blood, to Blade's uh, blood. to complete the ritual because somehow the vampire prophecy people knew. Well, it's a prophecy, I guess that makes sense. Um, they they knew there'd be a half vampire, and they need his blood to fulfill the ritual. Which the ritual is like they kill all of the vampire elders and then demon skeleton ghosts claw their way out of their skulls it rules and start (laughs) flying around and it's very very cool um and um blade kills his mom and um then is like he's been drained of his blood for the thing and he's like i need my serum um but the serum is is gone he doesn't have any with him or whatever. And it's also like not working. That's like a tension throughout the movie is like, it's slowly not working. The thing that he takes to make him not have to drink blood. And so then Karen's like, well, I guess you can drink my blood. Um, and uh, we get the she's closest thing. It, we get the closest thing to a sex yeah, scene in this movie. Yeah. She's, because, she's pretty into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, she is because we had subtitles on when we were watching this and she is saying, don't stop. Yeah, uh, yeah, the whole yeah. time. So definitely some kiss at the vampire style stuff going on here. Yeah, um, and uh, Blade is just like, mm, yum, yum, yum. Human blood. I haven't had this since I was thirteen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she seems fine. Like she seems she's fine. A little, a little drained. Oh yeah, she's like a little tired, but like, is she going to turn a into a vampire, or does it not count because he's a half vampire, or is she going to turn into a quarter vampire? Right? It's I think really it doesn't difficult. count. I think it doesn't count. And also, she has a cure anyways. Also, she does matter. have a cure, yeah. Because she's a genius. So she's she, a science genius. She's yeah. a science genius, which yeah. I love. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she just needs, like, a couple cookies, a juice box, yeah. and she's ready to go. Like, a little Hello Kitty Band-Aid, and she's good. Just like <laughs> in <the> blood. <laughs> yeah. I wish they had Hello Kitty Band-Aids when I gave blood. Oh, right? Oh. Actually, I can't give blood anymore, but when I used to. Oh. It's very sweet. I like that. Yeah. I mean, she deserves a Hello Kitty Band-Aid for everything she goes she through. She does. Movie. I mean, because like she, she offers this. She's like, this is the only way we're getting out of this without a vampire apocalypse. So I'm going to offer you some of my blood. And yeah. it's going to be really hot because she finds him very attractive. And, I mean, who uh, does it? I, yeah. hate, I know, right? I hate when I'm stuck in a difficult situation and the only way to get out is for the vampire to drink my blood so he can get big and strong and fight. It happens so often yeah. and it's just like such a problem. It's like every other weekend. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like everyone's worst nightmare, right? Um, I mean, honestly, that's why I really enjoyed the pandemic is that like I got to finally get a break. Right, yeah. We're not going vaccinated, So my blood's back on the table again. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. Now I only have like a metaphorical blood sucked mm. out of me. So... That's cool. So there's this fight scene where Deacon Frost, but like basically is like possessed by the blood God or something mm-hmm. and uh, just gets good at fighting basically. And then also he can survive being cut in half because he's, his blood connects him back together. It looks really stupid, but if you really- want to see something that looks even more ridiculous, watch the deleted scene, which obviously was never meant to be like in the movie. It never got to the point of being like completed, but Instead of just being a guy who can re-put his limbs back together, he um, turns into, as I mentioned before, a tornado of blood that occasionally his face pokes out of and taunts Blade. Fantastic. I'm excited to check. Where did you see this? Uh, On YouTube, if you just search Blade deleted scenes or deleted ending, uh, which also leads into the deleted ending where... uh, they just see Morbius standing on a building across from them and they're like, oh, more vampires. But uh, yeah, Blade Blade kills him um, by using the the EDTA, uh, which Frost thinks is his serum. It's like your serum; it can't help you now. But it's like it's not serum, and he like does like the throwing. He like throws all of them at him, 
And then he like does this one ridiculous move where he like throws one up and then like kicks it into him. It's absurd. Um, it's awesome. Very this cool. Is like, though. I yeah. I, I wonder if I like kind of want to watch this with somebody young, like a generation younger than me. Yeah. Just to see what they think. Mm-hmm. Because to me, because I am very like this is exactly primed to my brain waves. Your blade and like my age. <laughs> my like my Yeah, like I don't know. Like I like I was thinking about the rave stuff. Like and the like kicking the thing into the guy. Like this is all the coolest shit in the world to me. And the yeah, the CG's really cheesy, but like it also really looks like when everything was wet and goopy mm-hmm. in music videos in 1998, which was the best aesthetic in history. Yes. Um like yeah, like is like you know that like Busta Rhymes goop. Um you know what I mean, right? Yes. The, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Capri Sun, everything. Yes, like, absolutely. I just lo- like everything. The was liquid, just, the liquid yeah. dreams video by O-Town. Oh yeah. my god! Like yes. it's just every, it's just the coolest shit in the world, and I kind of want to like see if other, if like I don't know, like somebody born in like the '90s thinks this is cool too, or if it's just like, or someone older than me, like, or someone older than us, because like we're all kind of the same age range, like mm-hmm. because yeah, this is all. Yeah, we have like a like, six year. We're all within like a six year, I think. Yeah, here. like this is my DNA is coded to just eat this shit up. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking crazy. Is I guess what I'm saying. The blob effect really reminded me. This is very random, but um, have any of you seen Time Cop recently? Not Probably recently. Not. No, not recently. Yeah, because you're normal. Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> I love it, but uh, there is the the whole scene. In the end, when, like, the past villain meets the current villain and what happens when, like, two bodies can't occupy the same matter, cannot, whatever, like, it's a philosophical thing. And the he becomes a blob. And it really reminded me of the, the blood mm. effect thing. Like, they're very similar. And like LB, I was just like, I'm eating that shit up. I think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm very glad I'm not like alone in this. No, it's, it's like chi- like I'm oh. I'm here for this. The whole normal CGI thing. No, that bores me. This is what I need. Yes. Like I need so, this um, to be kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few more just like notes about the casting of this movie. Um Jet Li was mm-hmm. offered the role of Deacon Frost. Uh yeah. Bonkers. But he was like, no, I want to do Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Which, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But Lethal Weapon 4 <laughs> did very well. So, you know. Um, Mark Wahlberg was also considered. Mm-hmm. And uh, Skeet Ulrich wanted to play Deacon Frost. Skeet Ulrich! Yeah. I mean, I that would have been good. So yeah. And well, you don't watch Riverdale? I mean... <laughs> another topic for another day i refuse to watch it anymore that's fair that's life, fair but yeah um yeah and um they wanted uh patrick mcgowan to play whistler because Stephen norrington fucking loves the prisoner honestly this this was a decision it's one of the only ones here that i'm like oh man that could have honestly been great mm-hmm. like i love me some mcgowan like yeah. But Chris Christopherson, Chris so good. Chris he is, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's fantastic. This is not like a oh, it would be better. It's more yeah, of like yeah. a oh, this is also a very valid decision. You know, like I would like to peek into this alternate universe. Right, right, exactly. Okay. Because I will yeah. defend Chris Christopherson. Oh yeah, no, he's great here. He's so he's good. And then like I got like I think a lot of people went through this moment like at previous times of their lives of going into the Chris Christopherson spiral of like finding <laughs> out about him. And that was mm-hmm. me yesterday after watching Blade. So I'm, I'm like riding that high still. <laughs> Incredible. I'm still in that sort of wavelength because that's just a an, an incredible person. It's good. It's Outlaw good. country. Um, what else? What else about? Um, so they are remaking Blade, mm-hmm. or they're making a new Blade, um, I should say. And um, I don't know much about that. Um, 
but just the cast, just that one possible cast decision, I think, is the only right. thing I know about it. Right. Yeah. And who is that? Salah Ali, right? He's the that Salah is correct. Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar winner. Right. Yeah. Oscar I mean, he's incredible. Winner. That's a, that's basically the only thing I'm serious, happy about. serious yeah. film film actor. Yes. Uh, as Blade, and I am a little bit worried about how this movie is going to turn out. Um, just because the great thing about Blade is there's no at the end. There's no oh, and Spider Man's here now. Yeah, um, true. And there's no quipping. There's no just like it doesn't have the the Marvel like stink all over it. Yeah, uh, this was when people basically could like adapt things as just a movie and not as part of a machine. And yeah, um, yeah it might not be rated R also um, because, you know, Marvel. <laughs> um, so I don't know. How do you even do that? How are they going to get everyone to explode made of blood? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's just offensive to me. They're just going to turn yeah. into dust probably. That's so boring. I want yeah. blood explosion and no quipping. No quips. <laughs> one quip. There's Wade gets one quip. And it has to be quip. as good as as ice skating uphill. Yeah, exactly. It, Otherwise, like, what caliber. are you doing? Yeah. 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 <sighs> or you can have, like, one comic relief vampire in outfits that are the exact look I want to do in my life. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I uh, I did want to ask a question before we before we got to the, the sort of ending ending, and that's to Fernanda, who has been mm. doing a series on Jean Claude Van Damme characters as MMA fighters, and this mm. isn't the same thing, but I do want your take on how Blade would do as an MMA fighter. That's I honestly. I would have to rewatch it through the optics because, you know, I'm a professional. So it's I watched true, those it's true. Van Damme yeah. movies, uh, analyzing it deeply and scientifically with all the tools I have at my disposal. I think so. But at the same time, he's very gun reliant, even though we have mm. actual fight scenes. Mm. They don't let you use guns. I've, I've yeah, heard. That's not allowed. It's not even allowed. swords, they kind of frown upon that. That Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm sure you can, like, if you Google it, Somewhere in Russia, like you'll find something involving swords. They just do sword fights on yeah, TV. Could yeah, could be. Uh, well, it's I, funny you say Russia because we get we do. There is a an ending scene in this movie that <laughs> the very end that is yep. kind of like what you would see in a Marvel movie today, except it doesn't introduce any new characters or anything. It's just Blade is in Russia killing vampires now. Yeah, doesn't add anything. It's just there. It's just he's taking it. Or- he's taking it worldwide. It. Yeah, and um, Karen's like, was- I can give, I can invent a serum, I can invent a cure for you, and he's like, Don't bother. Just make me a, a better serum so I can m- continue killing vampires. It's so amazing. cool. But I remember seeing the Russia scene, and I haven't watched the other blades, so I looked at my fiance and I was like, okay, so this is a setup for the second movie. Right. And it's like, nah, to my recollection, it has so. nothing to do with it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, do we want to wrap up there? There's a lot more we could say about this movie, but, um, you know, it's, I think still, still overlooked as the first modern superhero movie. Um, it came in after the those '90s Batman movies, which I kind of do like some of them. Yeah, um, but same. they didn't do very well, and they were critically uh, derided. Blade is sort of the first one to really be like, "Oh, superhero movies have legs," um, and uh, yeah, like really predates you know predates uh, the Sony Spider Mans, predates obviously predates Iron Man which is kind of the first, like, what people think of, I think, as the first, like, MCU movie. It predates X-Men, which the yeah. first two of yeah. those were very, like, highly regarded. Those were yeah. successful as well, yeah. As and well. so it yeah. was just like, oh, okay, this can work. Yeah. Um, also, like, a very dark superhero movie, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, was also kind of a gamble. Um, but this movie did really well. And, yeah, it did well enough to spawn a couple of sequels. And um, I actually haven't seen either of those, but... I think by the third one, it's like not even really about Wesley Snipes anymore. He didn't yeah. even like the, the third one basically really was to stand in shooting. Like he just appeared yeah. to do like it's like Ryan. It's about Ryan Reynolds, I think. And Jessica Biel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, Guillermo del Toro did two. So mm-hmm. um, 
yeah. two is good, but uh, yeah, Trinity, not so much. The screenwriter said, like, in that oral history thing, that one thing that he thinks the movie did was, like, prove to Marvel that you could make, like, a successful... He's, that's me quoting. A successful franchise using a tertiary or secondary character. So suddenly they weren't mm. just sitting on a half dozen characters that might be marketable. They were sitting on these treasure tropes. So that's mm. interesting, too. Like, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's That's super true. And I think you've seen more of that lately with, like, characters who, you know, were in the comics for a while, but, like, now have become huge in their own right. Mm -hmm. So, like, someone like the Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. like, didn't even really appear until, like, the late 2000s in Marvel Comics, as far as I know, um, because Bucky was dead the whole time. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) <laughs> now you know now he's in a tv show with like the falcon who again not a huge character historically but um they're sort of really doing that now of like okay now we can milk all of our characters for everything they're worth uh so we will i don't know i will watch with nervous anticipation of this new blade movie i haven't seen a marvel movie since ant-man 2 um but who knows maybe i'll watch blade yeah maybe maybe Maybe. um well i think that'll that's gonna do it we're gonna wrap up right yeah i think so i think blade is fantastic i was pleasantly surprised i like i knew i'd probably like a lot of it but how well it kind of held up for me and how how like matrix before matrix it was really kind of stuck out to me and i i truly loved it like i you know I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And now I'm like, this movie fucking rules. So, yeah. I think possibly the most iconic 90s vampire movie. Yeah. Um, obviously, you could say uh, Dracula. but Oh, my God. Which I actually did a scene with my students this week of, of Dracula. 1992. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Obviously, you could say that, too. I think, I don't know if Dracula 2000 actually came out in 2000 or in 99. Um. There's that too, but it didn't do very Buffy well. Buffy actually, I mean, the interview movie is the came out. Other, yeah. Hmm? Interview with the Vampire is the other, like, the other very big iconic one? Yeah. 90s. Yeah. Uh, but they, like, they cover such different territory. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that, like, yeah, it's a, like, it's not an action movie. Yeah. It's we can say that there are a few, boy. but Blade is maybe one of the absolute best. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, next week, we are continuing Snipes Month yes. with Demolition Man. Yes. Snipes, oh, yeah. Stallone. Um, who else? I mean, oh, those are the God. two. Those I are can the hardly two. think of anyone else, but yeah. Sandra Bullock, Snipes, oh, Stallone, God, right. Sandra. Um, I have this problem where I confuse Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but um, but I mean, there it is. You know. yeah. uh, d- a movie about a man who is frozen to fight crime in the future, and uh, everything is Taco Bell. That's sort of those are the things that I remember about that movie. Um, so please, if you want to watch along with us, do check out Demolition Man, and. Uh, you know, leave us questions or comments or thoughts or whatever in the Fanbyte Discord, which you can get to at fanbyte.casa. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us. Be sure to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That would be great if you could do that. Uh, tell a friend about our show. Um, if you know, if you have friends who are looking for a movie podcast that aren't, um, you know, no shade on on those types of shows but that aren't shows hosted by like a bunch of beardo uh white guys <laughs> beardo cis white guys you know what <laughs> many of my closest friends are are beardo white guys um so i i have nothing against them um i, I consider myself an ally of their community but um but the fact remains that no one on this show is is that so it is kind of um, it would be great if you would tell your friends about us. Um, you can listen to our other shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media, Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok on fanbyte, 
And of course, you can check out all of our content at fanbyte.com. Our streams are twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you to Paul LaMagra Tamayo for producing. Uh, and uh, where can people find you all online? I am ice skating uphill at Danielle RI on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Hunk Tears. I am on Twitter at Nanda Prates, P R A T E S underscore. And uh, like Danielle mentioned, I it's relevant to our interests that I have a, uh, the third part of my series at fanby.com in which I analyze uh, fandom characters as MMA fighters in the modern <laughs> era. So if you're listening to this, there is a chance you might be interested in that. We're a very niche group. We got to stick together. Uh, so yeah, pretty much that is it. Great. Uh, Paul is on Twitter at Polymayo, and I'm on Twitter at Mary Kay. So uh, we will uh, we'll see you back here next week. And until then, you love to see it. I was born to have a podcast about MMA. Kind of, but not really, but kind of. It's my destiny. And I will be the best at discussing MMA and other things that aren't MMA. Or I will die trying. Okay, maybe dying is a bit extreme, but I can guarantee at least 70% of effort. Join me, Fernanda Prates, and a cast of arguably overqualified guests as we talk feminism. I've done this kind of thing for a long time. I I'd be lying if I didn't say every day I didn't look and go, oh, is that a wrinkle? Like, oh no, is that, you know, whatever, because unfortunately we do get yeah. judged by that. Careers. I, I won't mention names, but people actually involved with our organization thought that when I was doing those hits, that somebody was in my ear telling me what to say and then I was repeating them. Yeesh. Mortal Kombat. Previous Shang Tsung, like, sucked a lot of souls. And again, it was very, like, nice to watch. And, like, I had funny feelings. feelings? Mm -hmm. This, like, there is one soul sucking scene and it's not sexy. It's so really fucking sad. I will file my complaints on that one. And also, fights. This is the accumulation of hours and hours and hours of work and learning and, and improving and perfecting a craft. And if they fall flat on their face on national television, that is embarrassing for them. And we get to relish in that embarrassment as people that watch this sport. Best camp of my life is the MMA show you never knew you needed and probably still don't, but that you might like anyway. Available at fanbyte.com slash podcast or wherever else you get your podcasts.